You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the Political Cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Welcome, everyone, to another live broadcast of TPC. It is our last show of July, seven months in the book in year of our Lord 2023. Well, almost. I say almost because we've got three power-packed hours coming your way this evening, the 29th evening of July. I'm James Edwards, along with Keith Alexander. And, you know, here at TPC, we enjoy... Well, we enjoy a lot of things. Uh, We enjoy the struggle. We enjoy the fellowship, the camaraderie. Everything that we do, we enjoy. But uh, on the air, we enjoy featuring mainstay guests, the guests who are part of our regular rotation, while routinely introducing our audience to exciting first-time guests as well. And we have had no shortage of guests making their debut appearances on the program this year, our 19th on the air. And tonight, we're going to do both. Uh, We're going to welcome back to the broadcast in the second hour the one and only, the activist, the political commentator, Warren Balog. Warren is an absolute ace, and anytime Warren comes on the show, uh, I know we're going to have a great one. Really looking forward to having Warren back, but uh, that's not all. Uh, Two first-time guests, as I said, going to be making debut appearances tonight, including a... Canadian writer and translator C.J. Miller. Uh, You're going to want to know what he's been up to over at Antelope Hill and our friends at Antelope Hill Publishing. Also, uh, the state director for the National Justice Party in Tennessee will be on along with Warren in the second hour to talk about their recent activity in Nashville just last week. That was last Sunday, as a matter of fact. Uh, So we'll be getting to those three guests tonight, but not before... Yours truly and Keith blitzed through this week's news, including the latest race hoax to garner national attention. We're going to sink our teeth into that and not let go in just a few moments uh, here in this, our first hour. But first, let me just say, as we reflect a little bit, as we begin to reflect on July and as we start to uh, shift gears and get into late summer, looking back on the summer so far here on TBC. Really been a sensational summer, a jubilant July. I'll see what other uh, adjectives, uh, what other clever adjectives I can come up with. But really, a, a wonderful month, wonderful season this summer, filled with special events and and programming. And that's not going to stop, by the way, as we sprint into August. Going to be an awesome August. <laughs> Uh, I tell you, I can keep them coming, ladies and gentlemen. Another busy month uh, featuring live remote broadcast from the American Renaissance Conference. We're going to be up there broadcasting live on august the 12th and then we leave immediately from amrin go down to alabama we're going to do a live broadcast from the southern cultural center on the 19th so back-to-back remote broadcasts in the middle of august next week we're going to have a charlottesville retrospective now actually of course charlottesville the anniversary of the unite the right rally was actually august the 12th and this year august the 12th does fall on a saturday so you say why not do it on the actual anniversary well as i said We'll be at Amarin that night, so we can't do that. But we are going to do it next week, uh, a mite early, with people who were there, uh, people who are going to look back on the legacy of Charlottesville and take us back to what they were feeling the week before 
August the 12th, 2017. Jason Kessler will be on and others who were on the ground. And, you know, Keith, they are still rounding up people. I think another assortment of people, including Augustus Invictus and other people not as well known, were arrested just this week, six years after the fact, facing five years in prison, a maximum sentence of up to five years for illegally lighting a tiki torch. Of course, that is entirely protected by your First Amendment rights uh, to have a torch-lit march. Uh, that, this is something that groups have been doing of all kinds for time immemorial. Uh, but, of course, now, six years later, they're facing five years in prison. So that's all going to be coming up on next week's show. As I said, a very, very, very busy summer, and it's not going to slow down in August. But this thing with Charlottesville coming up next week, it was just in the news about all these people, another, another group of people being arrested uh, by the uh, Department of, so- of Social Justice. Well, you know, James... This is the hottest July on record around here, but the only thing hotter than the weather outside is the newswire that we've got. <laughs> That's well, and the content here. I mean, truly, you look at our at our July going back to when we kicked it off with our Fourth of July spectacular featuring featuring Steve King. Then we had that remote broadcast from South Carolina, where a lot of our traditional favorites, uh, Mike. Gaddy, Patrick Martin, John Hill, Michael Hill, Sam Dixon, Mark Tommy, and many others were on the show there in South Carolina on the 8th of July. Jesse Lee Peterson, always a, a, a wild card, always a, a, a fun interview, longtime friend. Jesse Lee was on a couple of weeks ago. And then last week, uh, a, a true triumvirate, uh, John Friend, Brad Griffin, Jose Nino, tonight Warren Baylog, and then two first-time guests. So it's been – I mean, that's the kind of assortment and variety we like here at TBC. Remote broadcast, traditional guests. Fan favorites, new new blood, new flavor. But this thing with Charlottesville, and again, that was probably, I, I say it, and we always say it when we bring it up, pound for pound, hour for hour, minute for minute, probably the single best and most impactful, most important show we ever did was that live remote because it just totally, 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 you had eyewitness testimony that totally flew in the face of the official narrative. You know, we couldn't do it without the cooperation of the left. The left has just outdone themselves over the past several years pushing the envelope, basically riling up normies, riling up people that would rather not be thinking about all these issues, riling them up in a way that they cannot ignore. You know, going after uh, people from Charlottesville six years after the fact, uh, putting people, going after Donald Trump with all these, you know, absurd uh, prosecutions that they're having all over the country, they just don't know when to quit. You know, they just, uh, it's just more cowbell all the time. And they are, you know, we were talking about this before the show. The right could never have generated as much interest in what the left is doing if the left were not basically just falling into the trap, basically. They just keep doing it, uh, and they keep doing it, uh, and they are, you know, damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. They don't seem to realize they're alienating most of the nation. Well, we're actually going to dip into that a little bit with Warren Balog. Now, when Warren's back in the next hour, he's going to be talking with us about his latest efforts. And also, we are going to be surveying the current political landscape with him in a similar fashion to what we did last week with Brad Griffin, which uh, which was an interview that I really enjoy. It's always great to talk to Brad. Uh, I love his take on issues, and it's always fun to have him on. But, yeah, if you go back even to the last week of with uh, – Mark Weber and Roger Devlin as the guests. It's, it's, it's been a good summer here. And and it's been a good year. I mean, the new book, The Honorable Cause, uh, has made 
uh, such uh, an impact. And then this brand new column we were talking about with John Friend last week of American Free Press got our own column now in the American Free Press, that venerable newspaper. So we're cresting right now. It's good to know that even after all these years, we haven't quite yet jumped the shark and we're still finding a way uh, to uh, increase our relevance and uh, with God's Will and uh, your support, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's so wonderful, though, James. We don't have to think up anything. We just wait for the latest enormity to come Never out. Never a shortage of topics to fill a three-hour weekly broadcast. <laughs> I can promise what are they you that. Going to do? You know, they got onto sexual perversity like a bulldog with a bloody bone back in about 2014, and they have not let go. It started out with homosexual marriage. Now they're into transgenderism against the will of children and against the wills of their parents. And they expect people just to buy this. It's incredible. That's a look back on some of the things we've done over the course of July and the early summer. A little preview of what's coming up in August as we set the table for tonight's show. The latest race hoax that is making national news will tell you all about it. The Honorable Cause of Free South is a collection of 12 essays written by Southern National authors. The book explores topics such as what is the Southern nation, what is Southern nationalism, and how can we achieve a free and independent Dixie. The Honorable Cause answers questions on our own terms. The book invites readers to understand for themselves why a free and independent Dixie is both preferable and possible. The book pulls in some of the biggest producers of pro-South content, including James Edwards, the host and creator of The Political Cesspool, and Wilson Smith, author of Charlottesville Untold, Arkansas congressional candidate and activist Neil Kumar, host and creator of the Dissident Mama podcast, Rebecca Dillingham, author of A Walk in the Park, My Charlottesville Story, Identity Dixie's Patrick Martin, and yours truly, Michael Hill, founder and president of the League of the South, as well as several other authors. The Honorable Cause is available now at Amazon.com. Matthew 24, 24 teaches us that the church is deceived today. Deceived Christians call themselves Judeo-Christians. Around 1900, Jews commissioned the Schofield Reference Bible, which transformed the Jews from Christian killers to the chosen people. Here's the truth. America is in the Bible. Revelation 21. Our form of government came down from heaven. Verse 3. The many Christian ministers at the Constitutional Convention sought God's will. The God-given rights in the Constitution were ordained by God. America is the new promised land for Christian Israel, and Christians are the true chosen people. True Israel is Christian. Listen to Jesus, quote, my sheep follow me, unquote, and, quote, you do not believe because you are not my sheep, unquote. John 10, 25 through 27. The beast has transformed America into the woman mystery Babylon, Revelation chapter 17. For the complete Bible study, write to Christian Knuckles, P.O. Box 210813, Royal Palm Beach, Florida, 33421. Ladies and gentlemen, if I mention race hoax to you, I couldn't even imagine where your mind goes because they are a dime a dozen. They are so numerous and they are so familiar to you because every time one of these gets cooked up before it, it, it there is even a chance to investigate it the media treats it as gospel truth and runs with it and it's just like the old saying keith a lie can make its way around the world before the truth can get its boots on but if i say racehose you could be thinking to want brawl and you could be thinking gina six jesse smollett jesse smollett you could be thinking the duke lacrosse i mean on and on and on and that's not even counting the lesser 
the ones that still make national news, uh, but they're just so common, like the black pastor spray painting his church or burning it down or the black uh, co-ed putting a cotton ball on uh, in front of her door or uh, something like that. <laughs> I mean, what are some more prominent ones that I'm missing? Because I asked the question because I don't know if any of them, the ones that we know so well, can hold a candle to the one that I'm about to tell you about, folks. And it was the biggest news in the country for probably about 48 hours uh, last week. Well, what I've noticed is that they are getting more and more absurd with each passing week. You know, these type of uh, hoaxes, they're not- Nobody could believe them. No serious person could believe them or be taken in by them. But that doesn't stop the left. It doesn't stop the media. It doesn't stop John Grisham from turning them into a screenplay. That's right. Well, somebody's going to turn it into a screenplay. And it's just, you know, everything they have is so counterintuitive and so absolutely opposite of what actually happens in your life. The John Grisham situation is a perfect example. You're talking about a time to kill with Kevin Spacey, Matthew McConaughey, Samuel L. Jackson. Supposedly, big movie. White Klansman uh, kidnapping and uh, raping a virginal black twelve-year-old girl. It was walking home from the grocery store with the. And I happen to have the inside track on that because this uh, supposedly happened in DeSoto County, Mississippi, where I used to practice law. And actually, what it was, there was an incident like that. Uh, Grisham was correct when he said, based on a true story. The trouble is, the true story involved a reversal of the races it was white girls that were raped by a black rapist uh which is statistically what what is 99 look 99 percent of the interracial rapes are black i I think i think you actually underestimated uh, the amount of rapes that are white on black according to the system's own organizations the doj the fbi etc black on excuse me white on black rape Black and white rape is quite numerous. It's about 100 it's, a day. And on the other hand, the other... Statistically uh, zero. Uh, right, yeah, right. Statistic, white on black rapes, they are less than 10 every year, which means that they could be zero. On the database run by the, by the Justice Department, less than 10 won't register. So that's what it is. In other words, you know, that they, they are looking for this impossible dream of finding white Klansmen going around raping black well, girls. Well, the Jussie Smollett story was so sensational. Remember the Jussie Smollett story? Now, he was an actor who had some pretty big credits to his name. He had been in some big movies. But, you know, look, he including... was a fool, though. He was a typical narcissist, the type of person that gets into acting and whatnot. Nowadays, he was gay as a goose, and he had no credibility at all, and he came up with an absurd story, but the and the one that we're going to talk about it. here recently, uh, the, the thing that happened last week, it even outdoes Jesse Smollett. It at least rivals it. I mean, the Jesse Smollett story was a tall tale to be sure. He was leaving a Subway sub shop at 2 in the morning. I don't even know they stayed open 24 hours. But 2 in the morning on a freezing cold, below zero Chicago night in the dead of winter. And then two people wearing Make America Great Again hats had like noose and and rubbing oil and <laughs> remember yeah they, they came prepared for rape yeah that's right but see it's like that bubba wallace the nascar guy that said that they had these nooses hanging around which was the tide that yeah, opened yeah, the garage yeah, the ties that opened the garage doors but, the, see, but, uh, the, but all of the media went they it, it was it, inconceivable that these people would have been lying about it or making it up for uh, celebrity or or gains financially. When they're caught, when they're caught red-handed as being uh, a hoax, 
you never hear one syllable of retraction or embarrassment or uh, uh, well, then taking just, back the, the, media the, the, will, the, the defamation that the media hurls upon white people generally. The, Basically, what their reporting of these bogus hate. Uh, racial crimes is basically a race crime in and of itself. Uh, uh, exactly, you know. exactly. And what happens, what the media does after it unravels, which, is, which it inevitably does every time, is it basically just becomes a teachable moment. Well, it could have happened. Could have happened. Uh, that's the thing. All right, so here's the, the news story involve, involving... Carly Russell, C-A-R-L-E-E. Carly not, not Carly Russell. Simon, but Carly Russell. Carly Russell is a 25-year-old black woman in Alabama. I actually first heard about this from my wife. We were sitting together at night a few days ago, and she was saying, oh, my God, you're not going to believe this. This 25-year-old woman was abducted. She told me the story. And at first, I took it as plausible i mean i didn't know the racial angle at first i didn't know it was a black and she was alleging that a white had abducted her and all of that i would have instantly gotten skeptical but you know you have to keep your head on a swivel on a 360 degree swivel in That's memphis some naked white guy in a bush or something well we'll get to that hold on don't don't ruin this don't get too far ahead of us here but yeah, that's part of the story you're about to find out. But, you know, I was thinking, well, that's a terrible thing because I always worry as a husband and as a father, I worry about my wife and children in diverse communities uh, having something happen to them. You'd have to worry about that if you know anything about diversity. And so I was concerned, she was concerned, and then it all unraveled. Well, here's the story we're talking about. Let's just get to it. Carly Russell, 25-year-old black woman in Alabama, told the uh, authorities that she was abducted. Here's the story. Russell went missing on July 13th, so this was two weeks ago now, after telling a 911 dispatcher that she found a toddler wandering on the side of the interstate, according to the police. When officers arrived on the scene, Russell and the child were nowhere to be found, but her car, her wig, and her cell phone were, fi found, were found on the roadway. Her disappearance and the mysterious circumstances surrounding it made national headlines uh, before she returned home on July the 15th. At the time, Russell told detectives she was kidnapped by a white man who emerged from the trees near her car <laughs> when, she got, like a gorilla. when she got out to check on the toddler. She told detectives that she was blindfolded and taken to a house where she was forced to get undressed. Russell said she managed to escape the next day and ran through the woods until she emerged near her house. We need to play Cringe Clearwater singing Run Through the Jungle, you know, <laughs> as accompaniment for this story. So here is the story. Here's the story she cooked up. Now, it didn't take very long for this fabrication to unravel, and we'll let you know in the next segment what's going to happen to her, or at least what the authorities are going to try. I mean, they are going to press charges against her. But basically her story was this. There was a white toddler walking around on the interstate, a major interstate in Alabama, and when she got out, of course, nobody else saw the toddler. That was another thing that the authorities said. Nobody else, none of the traffic cameras had detected a, a, a white toddler weaving in and out of the interstate traffic, and nobody else had called 911 to report that except for her. But this was her story uh, when she stopped to check on this toddler who this white man, as she describes, a white man with orange hair, who was hiding in the bushes, he was using this toddler as bait to lure a black woman so he could take her home and take naked pictures of her. That was the story. 
Now, how in the world did you come up with a story like that? I know that the screen act uh, screenwriters are on strike. There must be some screenwriter who's imagination is over except when the movie comes out about this it'll be it'll be a it'll be a true story yeah john, it'll, it'll be a john grisham special so but, she claimed she had been abducted by a white man with orange hair and she was forced into the vehicle screaming blindfolded and taken to a house where as i said she was forced to get undressed she said that her abductor took pictures of her but she couldn't <laughs> she couldn't remember if he had any physical or sexual contact with it. So that would be something you couldn't remember, obviously. And let's see. And then she says that she was able to escape and so on and so forth. So, you know, look, it's so absurd that it beggars belief. You know, it's like the, uh, you know, remember the water buffalo situation up at the University of Pennsylvania? Everything that they say is a total and complete fabrication. And why aren't these people being prosecuted to the max? At least this one happened in Alabama, and there's liable to be a prosecution. If this had happened in Pennsylvania, if this had happened in New York, if this had happened in Chicago or on the West Coast, they wouldn't do a darn thing about this, except they would say, like they did with Jesse Smollett, well, this could have happened, and this is a teachable moment, and don't you dare point out that it's not true because uh, – we need to come to terms with white racism. Against I think that people. Chicago did end up pressing charges against Jesse, but only after the public uh, heat I mean, got uh, to. Yeah, yeah. The pit, now, yeah. Alabama did it pretty, pretty lickety split. The way we'll, it ought to be done. We'll tell you more about this. Interestingly, I mean, this woman came from a very wealthy family. Her, uh, she had a nuclear family. Actual mom and a dad. A black parents. Well, she put a nuclear hoax out there on our uh, uh, her, her, on on white people. Her dad, and white people should not take this lying down. This we'll type talk of about that. We got music has gone on unchallenged. This too is long. a this is a not only a hoax but a race crime. Stay tuned. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Jerry Barmesh. Parts of the U.S. that have been baking under the summer heat are about to get some relief. Cooler temperatures are moving in with heat advisories expiring from New Jersey to Missouri. And in the southwest, Phoenix is finally getting a break. We're finally going to break that 110-degree streak, hopefully Monday. With a high of 109, chance of storms again. Meteorologist Paul Horton of Arizona's Family News says showers and storms are arriving on Sunday. Phoenix has been 110 degrees or hotter for more than four straight weeks. I'm Jeremy Scott. Cleanup efforts are underway after severe storms hit upper Midwest on Friday night. Tornado warnings were issued for parts of Iowa and Wisconsin with wind gusts of up to 100 miles per hour in some areas. Heavy rain and large hail were also reported, and more than 100,000 people lost power in the Milwaukee area. The Biden administration is asking the Supreme Court to reinstate regulations on so-called ghost guns. A federal judge in Texas recently put a pause on the new rules after several legal challenges. The Justice Department is now urging the high court to put the ruling on pause as an appeal plays out. Congress is now on its August recess, meaning the fight over government funding is sidelined until mid-September. U.S. lawmakers left town Thursday after the House passed only one of a dozen appropriations bills, and none have cleared the Senate, so to avoid a government shutdown, House and Senate leaders will have to resolve some major differences still. Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said at a news conference the House and Senate are worlds apart when it comes to the appropriations process. While Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said he doesn't want to see a government shutdown, saying his focus will be on finding common ground. 
I'm Scott Carr. Police in Seattle are looking for suspects in a shooting that wounded five people at a community outreach event on Friday night. Two of the victims are in critical condition. This is USA News. Wireless headphones. That'll be $200. I'll use my Capital One Quicksilver card. Now that's a hit. You used the Capital One Quicksilver card, which makes you the hero of every purchase. With Quicksilver, you earn unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase everywhere. I wanted running music, but unlimited 1.5% cash back is pretty heroic. Good instincts. Every hero needs a theme song. The Capital One Quicksilver card. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Don't miss the final days of end-of-season deals during the truckload event at Lowe's. Right now, save on major appliances and get an additional 10% off in-store clearance appliances. Plus, you can get up to 35% off select tools and accessories. Find big savings during the final days of the truckload event happening now. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows home improvement. Valve through 2 Exclusions apply. While supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. like a jungle out there that's for sure and then this tall tale i mean aside from its absurdity giving us a few laughs i guess i mean there is a very serious side to this and we're gonna accentuate that point in Look, just you a cannot moment. take these things lightly you see what's happening with these absurd charges against donald trump the absurd charges against the people in the tiki torch parade at charlottesville there is nothing that it does not have jeopardy. When they do, they make up these tall tales. Uh, you're in jeopardy if you're the target of it, and it ain't no laughing matter. We're gonna t- actually. Listener Greg just emailed us and told us exactly what she was charged with, and I'm gonna tell you that, counselor, in just a moment, and you tell me if that is uh, fitting for uh, this hoax. Now, a little bit more background on this. And I'm reading now, I mean, this was the talk of the town for a couple of days until she reemerged and got tired of uh, kidnapping herself. This was a story that was everywhere. CNN, uh, you, you name, I mean, everywhere. I mean, every media outlet was was covering it. Uh, and The view was uh, crying crocodile tears, probably. I an article... Uh, Explaining this situation reveals now that Russell's Internet activity cast doubt on her story of being kidnapped. Obviously, now that uh, story has completely unraveled. But right before she disappeared or disappeared herself, uh, police found web searches, including do you have to pay for an Amber Alert and how to take money from a cash register without being caught. (laughs) (laughs) She had also Googled the movie Taken, which is a Liam Neeson movie, big action movie about a woman who is kidnapped by human traffickers. So, yeah, the authority said, I think that these searches are relevant to the case and are very strange. Yeah, that's Uh, that's The Klan is apparently into uh, human trafficking now, or they would have you believe that. Well, here's the thing, though. 
she was an attractive young lady as far as it goes in so much as she was fit she was well dressed her parents she actually has a a, a stable home environment i mean it, it's by all appearances her father they live in a million dollar home in alabama her father is the vp hold on her father is the vp of the bank and her mom is a real estate agent so she was from a well-off family certainly a lot more well-off than a lot of people i know and uh We've already talked before about how you can't go into a branch bank anywhere in the South now without seeing everybody represented except white males. It looks like the, the United Nations. So that's probably explaining her vice president of the bank father. But nonetheless, she was well-to-do, but she undoubtedly well, gets, is she, she's marinated of, in the same leftism that every other public school Well, this is, gets is. to the question of motive. And, I mean, we can only speculate – they have not released any sort of motive. I guess she just wanted to become an instant celebrity, thinking, of course, the media would back her up and she would never be caught. She'd be interviewed by Oprah and be put on The View and she would be the new she'll, she'll be the new Kardashian. I mean, there's, you know, she didn't do it for money. She comes from a, a wealthy family. So the she question of fame. motive. The she wanted fame. Yeah, she wanted to be the new civil rights leader. This is the ticket to prosperity, to be uh, a martyr. She, and since she, you can't get whites to she's play, gonna be, she's going to be the sexy Rosa Parks. Since you can't get whites to play along with the narrative, you can't actually get whites to commit violence against blacks. Certainly not rape and kidnapping and all of that, or, or murder, or really anything. Uh, so she did this, and again, they say why she made up the story remains unclear. Uh, but let's see if there's anything else of relevance. I think it was to this. an unemployed scriptwriter. <laughs> I think you've uh, you've got the gist of it. Uh, uh, any event, so she reappeared after 48 hours. She was taken to the hospital. Obviously, police questioned her, and it didn't take them long to figure out this whole thing was a hoax. But see, these these uh, hoaxes in the style of Carly Russell and Jesse Smollett are countless, as we mentioned. Real white on black murders or rapes uh, are statistically non-existent. But you think of all of the black on white rapes you think of the knoxville horror i hadn't seen any movies are there going to be a monument to the knoxville horror victims you, you think of connor heinet you think of these little white kids who were just killed shot, you know that one girl who was shot in the head uh, a, a couple of months ago because the basketball rolled into her black neighbor's yard that is so common it's so common it's not even newsworthy because of its common and it is uh, of course these are heinous crimes and they're totally ignored by the news media and then you get these the fantastic. Yeah, the flimsiest. Now, I, we used to have a TV series here on a TV, in Memphis called Fantastic Features with horror movies. Well, we're getting fantastic features all the time from the left featuring, uh, you know, white Klansmen or white Klansmen wannabes or whatnot as the uh, leading roles in these things. And it's absurd. But you cannot take these things lightly because... Look what, you know, absurd uh, charges carry real-life consequences. Look at Donald Trump. Look at the people that were at the Tiki Torch well, let's, let's, uh, march let's in Charlottesville. Let's talk about what she was charged with. So thanks again to listener Greg for sending this in as he listens in real time right now. She was charged with false reporting to law enforcement and falsely reporting an incident. Those are both misdemeanors. So, again, this is national news. It only further serves to, as you put it, Keith, pick at the scab of racial tensions and fan the flames. How many people saw the original story but didn't know how it played out? How many people still believe that this actually happened? And what does this do to, to race relations? They're, they're again, trying to foment a race war. The left has been doing this for years now. Basically, 
uh, ever since the beginning of the Civil Rights Movement. Why do you think we go back to Emmett Till all the time? Like you, you We're know. about to get into that. Uh, but, but see, you know, this is why they're doing it. They're doing it because they want to support their narrative that white people are wantonly uh, tormenting and torturing black people, killing them, and they want to whip up black people uh, into a frenzy and a murderous frenzy to go after white people. Remember, we talked about that when the Ezekiel Kelly murders were happening in Memphis right after the Eliza Fletcher murder. These things, they're trying their best to foment a race war. They're fanning the dying embers of the civil rights movement all the time. What would be... And we'll get into this, but see, this is what they want to what's do. What's an appropriate charge for this? I think she should do jail time for this. I think you have... I mean, you have to do jail time... The wasted hours, the the wasted resources. Well, there's got to be a felony. There's got to be a felony in there. If it's a misdemeanor, what they'll do is they'll put her on a, a probation for 11 months and 29 days, keeps her hair, nose clean, she'll pay a fine. That will be it. And that is, you know, she has basically absorbed so much police time from detectives and officers and yeah because it was they only have a couple take, of days but still they have to take these things seriously and it's just absurd you know it's uh well, she's on you the see what happens for example in memphis right now the department of justice is coming in yeah that's going right. after memphis uh saying their policing is racist when the police uh the incident that's based on the tyree nickel uh incident all of the policemen that were beating the stuffing out of Tyree Nickel were black, and we have a black female police chief. Doesn't matter. These people are, uh, uh, you know, white supremacists in the eyes of the uh, uh, news media, and there's nothing you can do to deflect it. They want white people to be the villains, and by golly, uh, we're not going to let a little thing like the facts get in the way of our narrative. So this is uh, this is where we are with that, and ultimately it'll just be chalked up to another racial hoax. It uh, will be flushed down the memory hole. She may like or may not do water some... off a duck's back. And meanwhile, real black on white crime and tortures and killings and whatnot will go unreported. And after this unraveled into the hoax that it was, the media and Biden needed to switch attention off of this hoax. And so they went back to the card that has been on the top of their deck since 1955. The latest news from the Emmett Till. Breaking, breaking news, news. Breaking news on Emmett Till. We, no, we now have new information on Emmett Till to give you. And uh, the new information is that he is going to be honored uh, with a new national monument that's going to be constructed and erected down in Mississippi. I'll give you the fact, Emmett Till was murdered. But, you know, uh, I can give you, they can give you from 1955 to the modern day, the number of black-on-white high-profile murders, excuse me, white-on-black high-profile murders, I can give you that many in, in the last few weeks. I, you know, this is, this is nothing. It's nothing. It's one murder. And, you know, and I would say it's a tragedy, but they have so used this to push uh, their objective. I say to hell with the whole thing, to hell with you know, Emmett Till. Emmett Till outshines Jesus Christ. His death outshines the death of Jesus Christ. And, of course, the, the whole the thing left. about the story you've heard about Emmett Till, almost all of it is wrong. By the way, nobody was ever convicted of it. I know a couple of people copped to it. They got paid, I think, to cop to it. But. Well, that's what they did. They were uh, short of money, and they were told that if they talked about this, then uh, there was no way they would be uh, prosecuted and whatnot. But what they never tell you about Emmett Till is that his father, who was reported by Life magazine, 
or Time Magazine, one of those two, as being a war hero that died in World War II. He was actually a rapist and a murderer who was court-martialed by the U.S. military for raping and murdering two white Italian women, and he was hung. Well, what do they say about the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree? You know, let me tell you. It was more than, I'll tell you, we got music. It was more than a wolf whistle. I mean, if you actually. Oh, no, he he laid his hands on her. He grabbed her around the waist. All right, hold on. Do you deserve to die for that? No, but I'm just saying one murder doesn't outshine the hundred to one. We can give you on the other end. This is James Edwards, your host of the Political Cesspool. Folks, I want you to subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper. Against all odds, AFP has and continues to publish a populist, independent print newspaper with an unparalleled track record. Founded by a dedicated group of experienced patriots, AFP pulls no punches and tackles the most controversial and pressing issues facing America from an America First perspective. I've worked with the American Free Press since even before the beginning of TPC. Now that's something. You can subscribe to the print edition by visiting AmericanFreePress.net today or simply pick up a handy digital edition subscription. However you do it, subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper, by visiting AmericanFreePress.net or by calling 1-88-699-NEWS, AmericanFreePress.net. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. In the medical field, IT security is crucial. Our highly skilled consultants are HIPAA certified and have 20 plus years of experience servicing medical clinics, billing and supply companies. We offer comprehensive endpoint protection, guarding your computers and servers against all stages of threats. And with our 24-7 monitoring services, you'll never worry about extensive downtime again. Ready to level up your IT support? Call 801-706-6980 today and discover how great IT services can be with managed IT services. Right, so in order to get the Carly Russell race oaks off the news, Emmett Till is back in the news. He's in the news constantly. It is the most covered murder in the history of the world. And the headline is Biden honors Emmett Till and his mother with New National Monument. She gets one, too. President, uh, This is ABC News. President Joe Biden signed a proclamation Tuesday to establish the Emmett Till and Mamie Till Mobley National Monument. Till, the 14-year-old... Uh, they have to, you know, of course, they're going to mention his race. If it's oh, like this, they're going to the the, four, the black fourteen-year-old. The, the race is mentioned here. The race of the here is victim, driven snow. The race of the victim and the race of the perpetrator is always mentioned when it's white on black. Never if it's the inverse, which is it almost always is. Uh, the black fourteen-year-old who was lynched in 1955 after he was accused of whistling at a white woman in Mississippi. He became a symbol of the civil rights movement. His murder highlighted the racism and brutality faced by black people throughout the United States. It wasn't even the, the South. It was throughout the whole world now, and the whole universe, in fact. Uh, the monument will also honor Till's mother, a renowned civil rights activist. Well, I never really heard anything she ever did. 
She's but just, she was just a typical chronic malcontent, societal malcontent, and she became that after her son's death. And I can understand her not liking the fact that her son was murdered. I mean, that was a fact, but she sent him down to Mississippi because he was such a problem. Because he was a handful up there, and she sent him down to the grandparents hoping they could get him straightened out, and apparently that didn't work. And you still don't deserve to be murdered for that, and he was murdered. I get that, but I'm just saying this is one. What about, is Eliza Fletcher going to be remembered like this? Is Connor Heinen or the Knoxville Horror? I mean, they are so numerous when it comes to black on white. They literally have to go back to 1955. What they do, though, James, this is what it is. They always do this. Whenever the left overplays its hand, like it's been doing since 2014 when they were really getting underway on the gay marriage situation, remember they had... Uh, the Help movie come out. They're doing the same thing now. Transgenderism and involuntary sexual reassignment uh, for children without the consent of their parents. That is such an outrage to most people. They've got to divert their attention from it. So they say, people, remember, we're the left. We're the people that brought the righteous and holy civil rights movement into being. Uh, we're always trying to stir the dying embers of the civil rights movement so that people will know that the left is righteous and holy, and the left is uh, the very opposite of that. So, I mean, the right is. So that's what they're doing with Emmett Till. Emmett Till is the, you know, the universal solvent to wipe away all of their guilt and to put guilt on white people. This new monument, a national monument, is going to be composed of several sites related to Emmett Till, including the Roberts Temple Church of God in Christ in Chicago, where the funeral service for Till was held in 1955. Uh, they're going to have a piece of Grabal Landing in Mississippi, where it is believed Till's body was recovered from the Tallahatchie River. That's gonna, they're going to take, I guess, a piece of concrete from that and put it into the monument. They're going to have the Tallahatchie uh, Second District Courthouse, Courthouse in Mississippi where the, uh, the acquittal uh, was done by, they, and they point out it was an all-white jury, and they're going to have a, a piece of that courthouse go into the monument as well. Uh, so I, I got to say this about that. If you are a black facing an all-white jury, you have an infinitely higher chance of justice being served than you do a white facing an all-black jury now. I believe that. With, Donald Trump believed that, too. That's why he didn't even report to New well, York to stand that, trial. That's why they keep trying to stir the embers, dying embers of the civil rights movement. They want to go back to that narrative. They want to put every left-wing movement that they want to uh, initiate to transform our society into the prism of the civil rights movement. They want you thinking that everything they do from transgender surgery re reassignments on down are just righteous and holy because the left is behind them and the left was behind that unquestionably holy and righteous civil rights movement. That's why we've made it our mission at the political cesspool to tell people that the civil rights movement was no different from any other radical egalitarian movement. It was not done to help black people, but to harm white people, just like everything else. Feminism, homosexual rights, climate change, the sexual revolution, the drug culture, all of that is part of the left's dream of basically putting white people into a, uh, a, a situation where they are a, an oppressed minority in America and every other group is, you know, has 
carte blanche to tee off on us, commit crimes, uh, to discriminate against us like affirmative action. That's what it all comes to. And the civil rights movement is not an exception. It is the first example of the left using lawfare to to persecute white people. Uh, reading now from White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre, the designation reflects the Biden-Harris administration's work to advance civil rights and commitment to protecting places that help tell a complete story of our nation's history. See, to them, the whole history of the nation happened in the 1960s. The 1950s yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, for, for, Forget it about what's happened. happening today. Whenever you think about left versus right, you've got to think the about history, the civil rights movement. The history of America started and ended in the 50s and 60s civil rights, so-called civil rights movement. We call it the swindle whites movement. But as we talk about the civil rights movement, she continues, and as we talk about Emmett Till's story, this is American history. This is the broader story of America, of black oppression, their survival, and their bravery. Uh, and Look, again, it almost never happens like this. The, the reason that they are still clinging to Emmett Till with a vice-like grip is because it is so rare. They have to go back to 1955. Yes, Dylan Roof. Yes, the church bombing in Birmingham. We know every time. I think we know the story of every black-on-white murder. I don't think there's ever been a black-on-white rape that I can recall. Well, look, but every murder, but, it, but it, the opposite, you never hear about it, and it happens every day. Look, Dylan Roof. Emmett Till, these are like Haley's Comet. They come by about once every 75 years. Meanwhile, 100 white women are raped by black men more or less every day in America, and you don't hear diddly squat about that. That's why the left is dishonest. That's why we need to understand that they have no redeeming features. They're liars. They are people that are intent upon hurting you and your family and your uh, children. You've got to understand who the enemy is, and it's not, there's no good faith in what they're doing, okay? They're doing all of this for the purpose, and the purpose is to stir up racial and see, And it's because of that dishonest, that uh, dishonest, uh, dishonest agenda that they have that I do not care about the Emmett Till story because they are using him. I've heard enough of Emmett Till, for heaven's sake. Let's move on, okay, to something else. Something that happened within the last 50 years, for example. What you, you, I think you mean about 75 now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 70 you know. years? What, 68 years, right? 55, yeah. 23 to 55? And uh, see, the thing is, you can never atone for your sins with them. There's no forgiveness. There is no uh, redemption, okay? They will continue to use Emmett Till as a, a stick to beat white people with, from time for, until kingdom comes. And then the woman who had told her husband about the incident, they hounded her until she finally mercifully was called home by the Lord. Thank God she's in heaven now. She just died a few months ago. They hounded her until the day she died for reporting. They're saying it was a wolf whistle. I've heard it was attempted rape. The truth is, it might be somewhere well, in the what middle. I, what I heard was that he grabbed her around the waist and propositioned her, okay, sexually. Now, supposedly... Carolyn Milam's sin was that she told her husband about this and sicked him on Emmett Till. The truth of the matter, which came out in the, uh, uh, that, uh, I forget the guy, William Bradford Huey's article, was that 
Yeah, she did. She did not tell her husband. It was a black employee of the grocery store that told her husband about the incident. Carolyn Bryant. Uh, Carolyn Bryant, not Carolyn Milan. Carolyn Bryant. I I stand correct. But uh, so in any event, but now National Monument. I mean that that's too much. It's absurd. No, uh, you know, just no. I mean that's what that's the word that people are going to have to learn to say to the left is just no. And as you said, you need to pull out the BS meter and say, look. This is absurd, just like so many other of these so-called uh, racial crises that you are always dredging up, which turn out to be nothing, and you never apologize for it. You never have any sense of shame for lying to the American people and for putting people unnecessarily and unfairly Eliza and Fletcher. Yeah. Eliza Fletcher, that happened on Joe Biden's watch. Is there going to be... Did he say anything about that? That was a very high-profile black-on-white murder. Yeah. Are we going to have any statues to Eliza Fletcher? That was a rape and murder and a mutilation. Well, we know why we had that case, because it sits in right with that uh, the what you see on these true crime shows that are on TV now, where if you watch them, you think that 75% of the murders in America are perpetrated by white businessmen. They thought they had an actual <laughs> thing like that happening with her husband, and they were ready to jump on that like a duck on a June bug. That's why it got so much attention to begin with. Yeah, and then she was when an it was there, and then, the fur, and then the truth came out, and they couldn't wait to ditch the story, and they got the opportunity the next week when Queen Elizabeth died. If it had not been for Queen Elizabeth's death, that whole thing took on a life of its own, and it turned like Frankenstein's monster on its maker, the left-wing media. And it was just the opposite of what they wanted it to be. Rather than a white murderer, it was a typical black thug murderer, okay? A rapist and a murderer. So, you know, that's not what, that's not what they want to uh, cover, but even groups like Fox News and everything were reporting on this and showing that. And, it, uh, it, you know, we, I remember how busy we were that week afterwards. You know, we were giving interviews everywhere. Because of that's this. right, and yep. uh, you know, when the truth comes out, the left is always going to try to uh, you know snuff it out, and that's what they did. They eventually did it because of Queen Elizabeth's death. But Eliza Fletcher was a typical white female victim of a black rapist. All of the, but I think the moral of the story. I mean, what we're driving at, if people haven't picked up on it now, all of this. Wailing and gnashing of teeth over Emmett Till is entirely disingenuous. It's not because they feel so bad for Emmett Till. It's because they hate white people. They, they're looking for a stick to beat white people with. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right. Well, we'll take a break. And when we come back, Warren Balog is with us. He's been up to a lot of good. Not no good, but a lot of good. And we haven't talked with Warren uh, since last September, so it's been about a year. And we'll find out what he's been up to. We'll survey the current political scene with him and so much more. Uh, Warren, uh, a real all-star. So you'll hear from him next. Stay tuned.